Alrighty. Hello, mortals. We are your Valkyries, Miss Darby and Miss Charlie. And we are two space babes with our heads in the history books. Just like you, you nasty girl. We will be discussing our experiences and opinions on sex work, art, and the erotic taboo counterculture we can't stop talking about. We are currently recording and transmitting this episode from our opulent spaceship of fiendish fun. Welcome to the Babes of Valhalla. Content may not be suitable if you are underage, closed-minded, or immature. We discuss topics that are graphic and sexual in nature. Well, hello there, Darby. Hello. Hello, uh, Mistress Charlie. How are you doing? You know, I'm having a pretty good day. Just excited to talk to my favorite space babe in the whole wide world. Oh, thank you. It's you. <laughs> um, okay, so before we start, do you yeah. remember, I think it was the New Year's that we went and drove to San Francisco? Yeah, of course. And then yeah. do you remember when we walked into that store and we like didn't know what it was? Because it was like, we walked <laughs> yes. in and it was like... There was like quiet, like Zen music. This is what I remember anyways. There was like Zen music. Yes. There was like We were just exploring San Francisco and yeah. we were like walking through stores. We're like, and... what is this place? Like it looks yeah. is it a yoga studio? Like I don't know. Uh-huh. And there was like glass <laughs> like bookshelves and like pedestals and then there was like these like sculptural like things on them and this like lady walked up to us and was like well hi there girls like is there something I can help you with and we were like we're looking around and then it like dawned on us oh this is a sex store yeah yeah yeah, I remember that I was like this is unlike because a little fun backstory uh or a little fun information about us we are uh, there's a couple things that we like to check out when we go to different cities. One of them is we find it fun to always check out the strip club because they're very different in different cities. And there was a while that we were checking out sex stores. Mm-hmm. So uh, we actually went into this one not realizing what it was because it looked so different from any sex shop I've ever been in before. Yeah, it was like zen. It was, it it was, was like very much catered to like the female perspective. For sure. It was like, this is about a sensual experience between yourself and your partner or just you by yourself in your home. Like, how can we create that mood that's like about about pleasure? And uh, yeah, that was really fun. And it was it was half sex shop, half museum. Yeah, it was really it was. Yeah, it was wild. And it was like comfortable. Because normally, usually when we've gone into sex shops, like, I don't feel like you and I are are very like, we're in a sex shop. I don't feel like we're like that. But I do feel like we walk around a lot going, this looks intimidating. Like it's got a thing and a thing and a jumping thing and a banging. Vibrates sideways. thing and a bunny's this thing. And it was like, where does this, (laughs) it looks like it's going to take your arm off. Like, I don't know. It just looks like a lot. Um, So... In like that, right? That's like the modern age of, of like, you know, the sex toy. But I'm going to take us down, you know, the back roads of history into wow. the history of the dildo. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 yeah. Beautiful. It is. It's, it's, it's lovely. I, and interesting. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm super interested because... After we found out what the what the like what all the little pedestals were, then it was so interesting to walk between all of them. And most of them were vibrators Mm -hmm. and to look at how crazy vibrators looked like 20 years ago, 30 Mm -hmm. years ago, 40 years ago. And then you're seeing these things that are these crazy electrical messes that people are plugging into walls and then putting inside themselves so that they can like, you know, achieve orgasms by themselves. And I. yeah, they looked they looked crazy. They looked like uh, torture devices. So, yes. I'm very curious. <laughs> exactly. So, specifically, we're going to just talk about dildos. So, they are not having an electric component. So, not vibrators. Okay. Just so you know. Um, yes. <laughs> so, 
the history of the dildo spans 30 like thousand years like at least like pretty much they they pretty much think like since human beings realized <laughs> that like you could like, like you could have sex so probably like day one <laughs> day one they're like well adulthood. if you can go in me I can find something else to go in me. <laughs> exactly, because even then, women were like, we don't really need you. Like, we can figure this out. You were okay. But I shaved down this antler. It's doing a great job. So, Steve, I'll let you know. Um, so, Is that your ancient name? Steve. Steve. Yeah. I don't know. I, like, I can't think of. Yes, yeah, there's always a Steve. Um, so dating back to like the stone age when they were being made out of like stone, which an antler, which like, I just can't imagine putting like a, like a rock, like a stone. I guess if it was polished, I just like, it'd be heavy. I feel like it'd feel really weird, but well, they, they have stuff like that now. Maybe by the end of your, um, oh, you your explanation, right. I can talk about that. Cause Yeah. That's a great idea. I'll wait till the end of the history okay. lesson. Okay. So dating back to the Stone Age, um, archaeologists took a long time like calling them Ice Age batons because they uh-huh. like didn't want to believe that they were for like sexual like or like um like intimate like pleasure. They were just like they might have been used for whapping your opponent or something. Like it couldn't possibly be like as a penis. To They're put like, inside of you. We're not sure what these sculptural balls are attached to the ends of them, but we're leverage. pretty sure it was some sort of, uh, you know, weapon yeah, or. Exactly. <laughs> but like now it's shifting towards the idea that they were used for sexual pleasure. And most of that is really because they're like life-sized so they are like the size of what an actual like penis would like in generally be that they're smooth and, oh, and that they're also smooth. So like they didn't they weren't like depictions of a penis like Mm -hmm. they didn't have like a foreskin or like distinctive like features or like balls even like it was literally like just like a penis shape but it was completely smooth it's like they're not depicting a penis they're mimicking what a penis is supposed to be doing Mm -hmm. so now they're like well maybe you're right maybe like stone age ladies were or dudes, Getting whatever. Off. We're putting them inside themselves. Um, the Greeks, coming up next in the in the uh, in the next development, they had something that was called. I'm going to butcher this. It is called. I'm ready. Olisbokolikis. That sounds great. <laughs> great. It just rolls right off the tongue. <laughs> and that is. Um, they're not sure if it's used for like rituals or masturbation but they were really popular and they were dildos made out of bread whoa yeah like like a baguette (laughs) like a like a greek dick baguette that was the vibe i was gonna say like 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 imagine they're like hard bread right i mean they're hard now it's not a soft bread (laughs) like they're like they're probably like what's that word when like when things become stone Oh, it's like petrified. petrified. Thank you. It's yeah. like a petrified penis, <laughs> bread, baguette roll. I was not thing. expecting you to say bread. I know. It's so funny. Yes, we've baked a new loaf. <laughs> <laughs> she's just like making her regular dough and she's like, I have a little extra. I'm going to treat myself mm, for later. I just baked this extra long. <laughs> exactly. You so. know what though? I could see those being used as like, a ritualistic prop in For a lot sure. of ways but i mean we know that the greeks and the romans were like very sexually open too so so bread it up so maybe spread some butter on that spread some butter <laughs> on it <laughs> <laughs> yeah the bread thing is pretty funny i kind of like um, that's really funny feel like now we have to make like a like a bread dildo like i just yeah. think it would be funny like well, you definitely have to draw one for this episode oh yeah and then like cut it in half or oh my uh-huh. gosh we could like draw the picture where it's like uh, there's a bread dildo and one of us is like putting it in the other one's mouth and there's like some bread some like melted butter on it like but- butter yeah yeah yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> um and there's also like 
in as far as the Greeks go, there's a play too that kind of like proves that people were using um, sex toys and using, or specifically like dildos. And the play is called Listrata. And it talks about like women in a sex strike um, talking amongst themselves about like using dildos in the meantime Mm. to um, like gain like pleasure while they were striking from sex. They're like, Helena, go break the bread. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) It like serves two purposes. Like, yes, you jerk, you you get off and then you like have a snack. Yeah, exactly. It's like, and it's, you know, it's eco-friendly. It's super eco-friendly. I'm surprised they found any at all. <laughs> that they didn't were just all eaten. Yeah, or like I do I should have looked that up. I do wonder like how did they find bread dildos? Preserved yeah. bread. Yeah, I don't know. Like in Pompeii or something. That was, great, yeah, I was right? about I don't to know. say Pompeii. Somebody was mid insertion. <laughs> oh, with a piece of baguette. <laughs> it's so fucked up. Just like forever, like <laughs> forever, like that's the cover photo. It's like at the museum, just, <laughs> just like it's so bad. <laughs> History, yeah, you know, and, then, and but but like the archaeologists discover it, and they're like, I don't think that's what they're doing. There's no they're way. They're like, mm, it looks like a baton to me. <laughs> <laughs> In her final <sighs> moments of fear, she's like, you know what, I'm gonna do with this bread. Just murder myself. Um, okay, so on the other side of the world, there was uh, during the Han Dynasty. So they actually included like sex toys in their elaborate tombs. So like delicately carved like bronze dildos. And the reason wow. being, yes, like, so the Han believed that, like, okay, so let's see. So the idea when they are like burying they're essentially royalty right like royalty are the only ones that mm-hmm. got tombs that everything that was buried in the tomb and it's like to me seems similar to like the egyptians was like that's what they were going to take with them into the afterlife and so whatever they mm-hmm. had there that was going to be like what they were going to have on the other side and so they had to put in you know dildos and like quote-unquote you know sex toys whatever so that they could have the same quality of life they had like on earth but it also goes beyond that, like for the, in the hot, during the Han dynasty, they believed that, and this is a quote from Jay Zhu of San Francisco's Asian Art Museum. And it says, mm-hmm. the Han believed that the balance of yin and yang, the female and male spiritual principles could be achieved during sex. In this regard, sex, especially if it was pleasurable and lasted for a sufficient amount of time, had a real spiritual dimension. So mm-hmm. in like burying um, the dildos in the tombs, they were allowing like that spiritual connection or they were like basically giving them the tools to achieve the spiritual connection um, in the afterlife. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. That's very cool. Um, All right. So then the 16th and 18th century, Europe was doing its dildo thing. There was actually a, a guy named John Wilmot, Earl of Rochester, um, had a sex club okay. apparently and he was importing dildos but they were like immediately destroyed and then at the same time like women were also making dildos and they were um, they were made illegal and those women were like being punished for making them themselves and there's also writings of an italian writer pietro Aretino, um who was saying that he wrote about nuns using dildos to quote unquote quell the gnawing of flesh. Mm. Mm, sexy. Naughty little nuns. That is. Did it say, like, where are they importing all these dildos from? I'm pretty sure, like, I mean, I think because, like, what I was in my readings, that Europe was, like, behind almost, like, all these other cultures. Like, mm-hmm. that were uh, that were more a little free with their sexuality. And so, I mean, I think in that time, right, the Silk Road was going on. Yeah. So probably huh? just from the Han Dynasty, you know? <laughs> like, bring it here. Those bronze dildos. <laughs> we need them. And they were all like, no, no, no. Can you imagine, though, like, the burning of the, the great dildo burn? 
Like, I don't know. The like, great dildo how do they get rid of them? Like, they, they destroyed them. So, like, I'm imagining they're, like, metal or, like, stone or even, like, antler or whatever. What are they, what are they doing? Like, throwing them in the ocean? Like, they're, they're smashing them? Like, there's just, like, massive amounts of dildos in the town square. And, like, I imagine <laughs> it's probably, like, a, a fucking priest. And he's just like, and now we are destroying the dildo. Like, I don't know. I just, I just imagine somebody carrying, like, a crate and it breaking open. And all, like, the <laughs> officials looking at it. And they're like, it's not what you think. And they're like, mm, it's a lot of baton-shaped items it's a new weapon there's a lot of baguette shaped items in here what is all this dick bread <laughs> it's not what you think that... they're not mine <laughs> i'm holding them for a friend yeah uh, yeah You're pretty like, much a whole crate like well they probably were uh smelted down mm, so and turned into crosses oh dildo cross that probably exists too. I imagine there's gotta be like a dildo that also kind of looks like a cross, and I hope it has Jesus on it. And I hope Jesus's face is kind of like, like sort of like, <laughs> like oh no, don't put me in there, no. Or he's like, I don't really think happy. that's the. I, yeah, I was gonna say, I think if somebody orders a dildo cross, they're not looking for a disturbed Jesus. Oh, they're I looking am. for like. No, I want him to be like Jesus. upset. Like he's like, no. I'm just like take it, take it, like that. There has to be. There has to be. There's so much I'm not the only kink one. around religion and like Catholicism. Like, there's gotta be. That will also be included in the pictures. Yeah, we'll have to draw that. We'll have to. We'll, have to, uh, we'll find one. That's, we'll find one. And if it doesn't exist, that is our intellectual property. So. Yes. All you dildo makers. With sad Jesus. With sad Jesus, yeah. Um, All right. So modern times, the most successful dildo was made in silicone um, by Gosnell Duncan in 1965. And before him, Mm -hmm. like the 1960s and even 1970s, dildos were primarily made out of rubber, which wasn't very durable. It didn't do very well, like with washing it or like high heat if you were killing bacteria i guess um and it was only sold pretty much at that time as a medical aid intended for straight couples struggling with sex and until duncan came along which i did not know this but he actually made the first silicone dildo because he was in an accident at some point in his life that left him paralyzed below the waist and that inspired him to become a disability activist and invent safer Hmm. and like improved um penile substitutions Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, so it was actually, like, used at, like, or invented in his mind as the first way for, like, him or other people like him to enjoy, like, yeah. sex with their partners when their own bodies, like, weren't, weren't able to function well, that way. I think that that makes sense because, so, instead of just making a product with a customer in mind, when you're actually making a product and you're trying to fill, there's, like, a gap in your own experience, mm-hmm. then you're, like very uh focused in on like what are the things that you need to have and the product's going to become like much better there's this other um dildo i'll talk about in a second that it's the same thing it's like the person who invented it had a very specific goal in mind and now they created this new product that's helping the people who need it because they're goal oriented and I mean i I assume that a lot of the products like the the rubber one was in the the same thing but i do think that when you have whoever's inventing it like they're trying to fill a very specific gap that they're coming in conflict with then you're just going to get a better product in the end i mean i think that's probably the same with all inventions for sure but i mean and it's interesting because like it's still from the male perspective yeah like he's creating a product for him to use with his partner that mimics like what he would be able to provide. Whereas like now I feel like it's becoming like more common, at least in what I'm seeing of like, these are toys that like, they don't look like penises at all, but they're mimicking like what, or they're creating like what works best for like women. And they end up sometimes not even looking like, like dicks. Which is interesting because there are men, obviously, who use dildos, but I think that the people up to this point who are inventing them are probably men for the intention of using on women, 
Right. Well, especially like, I mean, there are like women that are making them for themselves and they're getting like punished for it. Right. And then there's the guy or, uh, what's his name? Duncan, who is, who's making it for like his own use, like with a partner. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just think like, it's like, that's all they had. That's all they knew at that up, up to that point. Right, was like this is what works usually, and now we just have so much more information about like women's pleasure centers and like what's possible. That now it just right. seems like sex toys for women, and we can talk about that in a different episode because I don't have all that information. But like, are just changing so much for so many different. Like how you were talking about people designing for mm-hmm. themselves for a specific reason. Right. It's like I think once women started like in a modern age like designing for themselves they kind of ended up like some of them anyways looking a lot less like penises and just like yeah. more like sculptural modern art mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which i mean i like all my sex toys to look like art so i get it <laughs> um so phallic sex toys um have pretty much which i thought was also this is like to that same point kind of um have retained the same look size and shape pretty much throughout um like the world cultures for millennia and just sort of always been like a hidden staple and then it goes through phases i mean there was i'm only giving like a snapshot of the history because the history spans so much time Mm -hmm. but there were periods like in japan you know when um we talked about this before like shunga was happening that like women were shown using like sex toys and that was really open until that became you know illegal and it became more of a closed like sexual society like in that or close culture towards sex like you know but um yeah they pretty much kind of always like stayed pretty much the same like dildos have haven't changed like too much until what we're just talking about like recent modern changes uh which is interesting because some of the pictures that i saw it was pretty crazy like you're looking at ice age batons um from fucking like i can't even like i don't even like the idea of like millennia is not like i can't even wrap my head around the amount of time that that truly is in human history and they do they look like so similar to the ones that you know how you can get how we talked about like glass or whatever just like straight dildos that we have now i mean they they don't look that far off so the last thing in the history of the dildo was i kept thinking like the name dildo, like the word dildo is so weird. Like that's just a weird word. Like where did that come from? Because like vibrator totally makes sense. Like it vibrates. That's a word that exists. Butt plug, you know, that one wasn't hard. You know exactly what that does. <laughs> Plugs are right up. <laughs> um, dildo, like what is that? So basically there's not like a for sure, for sure etymology the history of the name dildo. So the most popular is diletto, which is the Italian meaning of women's delight. And so essentially they think that like dildo is like a bastardization of like one of these other like older words. So number one, diletto. I like that one. Um, Yeah. Diletto. I do like that one too. Number two is dildol, which is an is English word that's actually from the Norse word dilla, which is a verb that means to soothe. So essentially like a soothing doll, which I guess. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Okay. Um, and Soothing doll. Yeah. And then the third is dildul, which is a set. It's like, it's a word that was in a 17th century. It was like a term, I guess, for a man's penis. And it's featured in a 17th century ballad called The Maid's Complaint for Want of a Dildool. <laughs> yeah. She needs a dildool. Yeah, but like, okay, this is one thing that I think is really funny. This is a song yeah. in the 17th century. The song is literally about a woman like, I want some dick and I don't have any and I'm really yeah. upset about it. And people in the 17th century are like, oh, sir... Play that song we like. The maid's complaint for want of a dildo. And everyone's like, oh, I love that song. <laughs> oh, yes. And they're dancing and they're singing and they're just like, I love this song. She's so sad. She wants some dick. But like now people are upset yeah, about songs. About and I'm like, songs like this 
have existed for a long ass fucking time. So, <laughs> yeah, relax. they're they just they just use different words. Yeah, and it wasn't like it wasn't like I don't know. I don't think that dildo was like that. Okay, remember remember that song that was like uh oh fuck they used the word monkey for the word pussy. Oh yes no. you do yes you do yes you do. I'm gonna sing you some lyrics. Okay. Okay, please sing me some uh, lyrics. Fuck, what is it? Monkey, monkey. Monkey, monkey song. Come on. I, I was just listening to this at work. Okay, well, it's not... It's not... It's not that song. Okay. Um, rap. Ah, oh, here we go. Okay, one second. And I could be wrong. I think monkey in this song could have also potentially been booty. But, okay, so let's see. Uh, where did it go? Okay. So, oh, yeah, maybe it is butt. But it says, like, bounce that us up and down to the flow. Shake that shit till you can't no more. Twerk that monkey. Let me see you get low. I can't see that, say that word. And then it says it again. And it just says the word monkey multiple times. And I'm just thinking, so the word monkey is further from what it actually they're talking about than the word dildo is. Do you know what I'm trying to say here? Yeah. It's not yeah, like they were like... Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like I'm making my point, but maybe not very well. Anyways. <laughs> I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're Thank saying. Thank you. So you're welcome. Um, and then the last one was okay. So this is like a little bit, like, like a little bit more of an obscure one. People like to think that this is the one that is most likely, but it's more of like a, a seafaring history of the word dildo. Mm-hmm. So there mm-hmm. is a 1500s poem by Thomas Nash. And I guess it goes by two different names. It could either be The Choice of Valentine's Nash's Dildo or The Merry Ballad of Nash and His Dildo. And according to Wiki, the dildo that the poet is referring to is like a phallus-shaped peg that's used to keep an oar in position on a small boat, but it's very similar in shape to like the modern toy. And so, Mm -hmm. and, and like... And to further say that this is like a seafaring term, there's also a town, or an island, I'm sorry, an island off of the coast of Canada called Dildo, which also lends to the seafaring roots. But like, it's funny. Wouldn't that be funny? Yeah. To be like, I'm from Dildo. Yeah, I don't, I, I think, it, you, you know, people are always like lobbying to change the name of something. I feel like, wouldn't you be like, maybe not this? That would be a big yeah. one. Yeah, that'd be a big one. Like, I don't know. So, random fact. Last random fact about the dildo. Yeah. I like the Italian one yeah, the best. Yeah, women's, what was it? It was wi- women's, women's delight. delight. I think that's lovely. That one's the yes. best one. I think that we should opt for that one, even if that's not the true origin. Yeah. Because that one, I think, is the most accurate. Yes. And is, I like and it. And it's a pretty most. word. It's also a pretty. And you put your yes. hands up and go delete. Then you sound like an Italian. Ooh, delete. Mm. Um, okay, so last or, or my random fact that I found, which I also thought was funny, which goes along with like the song thing. So mm-hmm. the Century Dictionary and Encyclopedia, which in its published year of 1897 was touted as the work of universal reference in all departments of knowledge. So like the Google of the 1890s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we can get definitive. Dildo yes. was at the time in 1890s used as a placeholder in music like a la di da might now. So you'd be <laughs> like, I don't I don't know a song that has la di da in it. Maybe we should look one up and then we can replace it with the word dildo. But la di da is three syllables and dildo is two. But it might be like Dildo, dildo, di da, dildo, di da, 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 songs with la, di, da, la, la, di, da, la, 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 di, da, la, di, da, in them. 
really good job. Okay. <sighs> I'm ready. One. Oh. <clears throat> All right. All right. Tonic and gin. I thought you were holding a flute for a second. He said, son, you play me a memory. memory. I'm not really sure how it goes. But it's sad and it's sweet. I know it's complete when I wore a younger man's clothes. Sing us a song, you're the piano man. Sing us a song tonight. Cause we're all in the mood for a melody. And you've got us feeling alright. I had to take my earphone out because I couldn't listen to you. It's throwing me off so bad. is coming out soon oh yeah so many people yeah. are gonna want to listen the to that only songs with lottie da in them that are then replaced with dildo dildo yeah i love it well we know why that wasn't uh didn't catch on <laughs> we so also sorry. know why we were never asked to you know drop a single yes yeah you know what no one's ever said to us you know what you guys should do you guys should sing they, they've said great they said you guys should make a comedy show or a talk yes. show yeah. or a podcast, but yes. no one has ever podcast. said you guys should sing. <laughs> you guys are great singers. We love your voice. Yeah, no, no. We've never gotten that compliment. No. But that's okay. We did it for you guys. And we also don't like really do karaoke. So. No, never, ever, ever. No. The last thing I want to do is get up there's and sing worse. in front of people when I know I can't sing. Oh, I agree. And there's like, okay, so which is worse? People who go and do karaoke and they get up to the mic and they're like, <clears throat> and you know, you know, they're about to be like a really good singer and they're just like, oh yeah, <laughs> killing it. And they do like this song or whatever. And they're just like up there, like they're a rock star. And like, there's always like their friends that are like, oh my God, every time Shelly does this, like she's so good. And I hate I that. I hate that too. I fucking hate it. I just, but there's I a lot of things about karaoke don't really... I don't like. Yeah. So like, okay. So I think that's worse than when someone gets up and they're bad at singing. Like, I think I karaoke know. is for the person who's not, who's not great at singing, yeah. but wants to sing. That's perfectly fine. I don't want to go to karaoke because I don't want to listen to that person sing. But they should have a place to go. But there's nothing worse than someone who gets up there and they're like, <laughs> I'm a singer. And you're like, yeah, we get it. We get it. But it's like the same thing for me, people who just like, generally just like belt out songs yeah. like they're in the grocery store and like some song is playing <laughs> and the lady over in the cereal aisle I, I for me it's always ladies i don't ever really hear men like sing as much in my own life mm -hmm. experience but they're over there in the cereal aisle just like singing like whoever is playing on the thing and you like go down the aisle and they're like oh sorry did you hear that like, i do have a story for you i just couldn't have such it. a good story for you okay, so i was walking story. home tell me, tell me, tell me. from work and um <laughs> I got off the train and there was a woman at the stop sign at the red light on like one of those little bird scooters. She has her headphones mm -hmm. in. She is belting Adele like full belting like she's in her car and you can hear her from outside the car. But she's outside on a bird scooter and I'm standing at the crosswalk like super close to her and she's just staring straight ahead just being like... You know, and I set fire to the rain. And she's doing like the full, like all like the vocal stops, not just like singing, but like really being like, oh, I know I can sing. And she's like, I am. Yeah, Adele. like I am Adele. I am and Adele. You know, like going full out. And it was just like a lot. It was like a lot because she's like singing so loud and she's like really close to me. <clears throat> and so I'm like trying to turn up my audio book 
to just kind of like drown her out. And then the light comes on and I walk across the street and she was turning. So she just slowly turns and it's just like screaming Adele following me as I'm trying to like briskly walk away from her. And she's just like, like following after me. I was like, I can't get away. It was so funny. What's that song? Chasing sidewalks oh, yeah. or something? You're you're yeah. here like chasing pavements, even when it leaves the way. And I'm like, go away, Adele. <laughs> Someone get this woman a box. Yeah, I hate it. <laughs> it's it was people. so funny. I, I was just like, I can't get away. She keeps following me. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, terrible. I, I generally yeah. think I have a, I have a hard time when I feel like. You can be a talented person, and I super appreciate talented people. I definitely have a little bit of a hard time when I feel like people are showing off, especially like when nobody's asking them to. Like if someone, like I remember multiple times in my life when there, a dance circle formed on like the dance floor, and they're like, go in. You know, this is at weddings. This is in high school. This is whenever. And I'm like, no, mm-hmm. no. No one needs me in the middle of like the dance circle to be like, oh, 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 no, 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 that does not need to happen. At least that's like a situation where people are forming a dance circle to be like, somebody go in, somebody go in. I hate that. Yeah, like we're asking yeah, for it. Yeah, but when nobody's asking for it, that's generally when my, like, that's one of my, my peak pet peeves. Like when somebody, <sighs> yeah. Shows off too much at karaoke. Oh, no, we had this happen at the club like a few Four. months ago. There's like a, this sounds terrible. I don't want to like just be like, let me talk shit on somebody. But now, I mean, I but now we're I don't need to do it publicly. Yeah. yeah, so there's a girl that I work with who has like a pick me personality, which is fine. You do you, girl. Um, but pick she was like, the music, <laughs> yeah, it's so bad. The, the, the music like stopped, like the, I don't know, the internet or something went out, like it skipped or something. And so it was like all quiet in the club. And this girl was like on stage. Um, and, and she like just stopped and we're all like laughing. We're like joking, like, oh, we're going to have to like sing the music all night. And then this the pick me girl was like off to the side. And all of a sudden she just starts like, I can't remember what the song was. The song was like some classic like 90s rock you know like everybody would know this song right and she just starts like singing it and like she has a great voice like don't get me wrong like she has a great voice but she's like belts out the chorus of this song and of course everybody like looks at her and everybody is like and this guy was like wow where'd that come from and she was like oh yeah I do like a little like when I'm at like I'm a singer I guess any moment that in a movie would get a slow clap is something I generally don't like (laughs) And it's not it's even terrible. It's terrible. all people at karaoke. It's like, uh, okay, this will be my last story and then we'll move on. Um, there was these people performing. I love musical theater, but they're performing a musical theater song and they were like acting it out while singing it. But like, it was too much. It was too much where they're just like looking at each other and it felt like that moment where like they were going to just like high five at any second where there's like da 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 and they're like nodding and like dancing and I was like, you guys, chill out. <laughs> I hate them. I hate them. Like I instantly hate them. I, I, yeah, I just, it's, I don't like when people like me. Anyway, point is, now so, that, that was off to the we side. We can maybe cut that entire section out. We should cut. We should leave some of it in. I think our I think our rants, like I think our, our rants are funny. I think people like when we talk to people in person, I think they like that. Yeah, well that's probably what makes that what makes us funny. Yeah, so see now we could be like Let's go, like, all right, maybe, like, now they're done with that rant, we can have, like, a little break. And then we'll play, like, a little bit of music, and then we'll get back to what we were talking about. We'll say... So that wasn't relevant. You know what is relevant is shock rubs. <laughs> shock rubs. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so wait. Yeah, tell me, tell me. Okay, first I want you to tell me 
mm-hmm. what you want to talk about the stone dildos and then also i want you to tell me the most interesting dildo or or whatever like one that sticks out in your mind that you've ever seen mm-hmm. i think i know what it'll be but we'll see okay um well um okay so shock rubs is a like a I think they do other things besides dildos, but I think they mostly do dildos. And they're all based off of like different types of crystals. So it's like for the modern spiritual woman who wants to be intentional Mm. with her masturbation or, you know, man, whoever, person who wants to put something inside them intentionally, you can choose an array of insertables that are made from different gemstones so that you know you're like oh i really want to use this jade one i really want to use this quartz one or i really want to use yeah like rose quartz or um i can't remember all the different ones they have but it's so that like it's more like incorporating like the spiritual side Mm -hmm. into like your sexual practice so i thought that was really interesting so when you're talking about like stone dildos how that's kind of circled back in a lot of ways now we're like thinking about sexuality from like the perspective of the user Mm -hmm. and like the person not like oh this is somebody else using it on you but Mm -hmm. like what does the person themselves want and like what about for like all these different types of people who want to experience sexuality in different ways well like what about people who want to use it as like you know like a meditative experience or like an intention setting experience like there's a lot of people who do like sex magic Mm -hmm. which maybe we can talk about later which is like they use that energy buildup to like help them like set intentions and thoughts or just generally like, you know, wanting to interact with in your with your own body in a way that feels really healing and like centering. Mm-hmm. And maybe you want to use certain tools that feel like they align with with your with your ideas of like what that means, like what you want to put in your own body, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and then another dildo i wanted to talk about was um pop dildos and i listened to this interview a while ago i can't remember i feel like i might be wrong but i think it might have been one of the interrobang interviews from tina horns like why are people into that where she mm. doesn't do a kink but she just does like an interview and she interviewed this woman who was a lesbian and she was married to another woman and they wanted to have a baby and they were having like a hard time like feeling intimate during their process of like getting the wife pregnant Mm -hmm. because they were using a semen and they were like hey how do we have a sexual experience but then like insert this into you because your woman's bodies can be like very very temperamental Mm -hmm. with like getting pregnant and so she invented this dildo where you could actually like put the semen into it Mm. and then like you could use it on your partner to get them like warmed up and comfortable and like sexually aroused Mm. and it could be like a intimate experience where it didn't have to feel like a medical like exchange between the two of you and then when you were ready you could like push a button and it would insert it into you and i just thought that was like so cool because like no one would ever think of that except for people who are using that right like lesbian couples who needed that or not even lesbian couples there there, there's you know definitely um you know men and women who can't get pregnant in conventional ways or they need some other type of assistance but it's not until like those are raised by the people who need those things that all of a sudden this like new invention is created Mm -hmm. and how this woman created this thing and then soon after her wife got pregnant and that she's heard a lot of like really really positive responses from the users that's awesome that's so interesting that's very cool i mean it makes sense it's like surprising to me that as long as like artificial insemination has been around that like that hasn't also wasn't also created like simultaneously i don't know it just feels like there's so many like i feel like women's pleasure or like comfortability is always the last on the list of priorities for so many different things like yeah for and like you're talking about artificial insemination for like tampons and like you know feminine 
sanitary like needs like stuff like that it just felt like I mean, fucking swimsuits or bras or like yeah. a lot of stuff it just feels like it's taken so long like even now I feel like there's more options that make more sense but it's like they never started out as like this should be comfortable for women like we can just shove this inside of them they'll be fine right well I think because it's categorized as a medical need instead of a sexual need yeah you know what I mean when yeah. actually you know if if a woman's body is not in the right place mm-hmm. like if it's if it there's certain things that aren't happening within her body that she won't get pregnant mm-hmm. so it is a sexual need as well as a medical need and those like coincide yeah and yeah i think it's only put in one category which is why you know people have so many problems and it's so unsuccessful and not that that means that is always going to be easy but when you approach it from this perspective of like well, how do we make the woman comfortable first mm-hmm. and then try to introduce these other elements, you know? Yeah. I mean, especially just with like, I feel like that's more of a question, like when it has to do with like things that have to happen to men, like vasectomies mm-hmm. and stuff like that. They're like, oh, mm-hmm. we need to like numb them and do this and this and this and this. But like when we've talked in the past with each other about like, different birth control methods that we've used and that we felt like that was not a consideration it was like well you can deal with this because like you're meant to have a baby so like this isn't even close to that and you're like but it still fucking sucks like it's not yeah well like we could also reduce the amount of times i need to be in excruciating pain in my life yeah that could be awesome (laughs) <laughs> i would so so appreciate that thank you yeah so then um, miss the most interesting yes. dildo is that where we're going yeah. well i feel like i feel like the look in your eyes is <laughs> are you thinking the diseased ones oh my god no but i remember those. oh that's the one that's like the look in your eyes i was like oh she's thinking of the diseased dildos. those were super weird okay wait so we were driving to Vegas. We were driving to Vegas, and as we described earlier, we like to stop at sex shops, especially in different cities where they're very, very different. And like, this was a sex superstore, yeah, like so we're like, mart. "Oh, we've got to stop at this. It's gonna be really weird." And it was weird. It was massive, and we were walking up and down the aisles because it's also just interesting to see what's out there. There's always things that surprise you or or you're like, oh, how do you use this? Or I have never seen this shape before. And we were walking and we found these dildos. It was like on an end cap. Yeah, that were for people who like fantasized about like diseases. And it was like, oh, here's like a syphilis penis or here's like an AIDS penis or here's a Mm -hmm. other type of. It had like stuff where it was like they had like a mouth. And then penises, like they had like pocket pussies, but they look like mouths. And then they had like regular yeah. pocket pussies, pussies, and then they had penises. And it was like you could get stuff, so they would look like they had like blisters or like open sores. Yeah, and or... that they could also leak. Yeah, and then you could get stuff to put inside of them. Yeah, that would be like it was like blood, shit, like vomit, pus. pus. Yeah, and it, like was supposed sorry, to... we should have like given like a. Sorry, this is gonna get yucky, but it it was it was really weird. <laughs> um, so we were like reading the back of the boxes, and it was talking about how like it's supposed to have the same like texture and smell and like all this stuff, it's like throw up or something. Yeah, it was yeah. so interesting because we just never seen anything like that before. And I guess like because that's no. not something that I've developed like an interest or like a sexual kink for right. like I it wasn't even on my radar and that's even before like you and I had really gotten into like talking oh, about God. like all this stuff because we were even so new I feel like in exploring our sexuality at that point well I think that that's also why we were exploring sex shops so much at the time like that was kind of like our mini introduction to like let's go see what's out there yeah for sure because we don't we just really had do no that idea. anymore yeah, we don't really like go into a lot of sex shops anymore, but I definitely think that we used to do that a lot when we were like 18, 19, 20, 21, like right around that time because that was kind of like our first introduction to like so many different uh, like interests and objects and, and like the whole world of sexuality that's 
outside of like the immediate body you know there's like so many things that you can add so many different kinks so many different toys Mm -hmm. and apparatuses and 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 yeah different locations have like different kinds of markets obviously like the one in san francisco versus the one in vegas extremely different and i think that's kind of how we started like learning about a lot of those things maybe you know i agree and i think like I think that world is so huge and because I don't want to say like, like I don't feel like you and I were ever like, when I think about our sexual growth, I never would, I wouldn't use the word delayed, but I would say that you and I in some of our groups of friends were definitely like later on the, on like Mm the scale or whatever of like having sex and doing different things just funny because I mean like look at us now like uh compared to them now they like think we're the wild ones um yeah yeah, so I think that and there was a lot of that stuff that we were really like mindful and thoughtful about but we were super curious and I do think that beyond our other friends that were kind of like ooh teehee like sex shop you and I were more like let's go see like the weirdest, most interesting, like, and let's like talk about it. And you, I remember you and I standing at that end cap and just being like, wow, like this is crazy. Like this is like not what we would have thought. Like we never, this is, we've never seen this before. Like all that stuff. I thought you were going to bring up when you sent me that link, I think like around the same era of our life, like um, the dragon dicks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like um bad dragons yes. and stuff. Yeah. Uh no. <laughs> For some reason when you gave me that look, I was like, mm, she's thinking syphilis penis. For sure. <laughs> That's a syphilis penis but look. The funny thing is I don't even feel like even though that at the time was kind of like shocking to see like that that was a fetish Mm -hmm. I still don't think that we were like kink shamey about it we were more like oh huh like let's talk about it let's have a discussion like why is this interesting why would people want this oh this is like a really safe way to like confront those ideal like those the like the taboo of like disease Mm -hmm. but in like a very like playful way you know yeah like if that's what you were into it's safer to do it that way than like to go have like have unprotected sex like if you like the idea of ooh, like if that's like where it comes from like oh like I could this could be like deadly or dangerous or like whatever I feel like it's like a risk type thing is Mm -hmm. where I mean we haven't done any research on this kink at all so like we could totally be wrong but like a risk no I think there's a lot of risk I would I mean yes we haven't done research but I would agree that it's like very much about like playing with the idea of yeah, and then it's like, but you Danger can risk. facilitate that without actually having to do something that, like, especially, like, not especially, but, like, in, like, 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 scat play, like, if you wanted, like, to fuck mm-hmm. someone who had, like, shit in their butt or their mouth or coming out of their dick or something weird like that, it was, like, you could do that and it could be, like, unrealistic but also safe, like, you know, it's mm-hmm. non-toxic, like, you know, it's just interesting, yeah. so... Yeah. Yeah. And then there's the dragon dicks, which I still just get a kick out of because I just think people fucking love dragons. They love dragons. Yeah. They love little figurines of dragons. They just think dragons are so cool. They want to have sex with dragons. I don't want to have sex with dragons. I think it'd be really scary. But <laughs> I love it that it's like, yeah. it's like ultimate. I, I don't know. I guess, you know, I'm not like a super, I'm a nerdy person with some things. There's like a, category of nerdness that I am not and generally think is weird and not like in a like uh it's a dumb like dragons but more like I'm just like <clears throat> look at those people dragon lovers I don't think that but, you're as much as like a fantasy sci-fi like that type like I love to watch that type like consume media that's like that but I don't yeah. like need to have an alter ego online where I'm like a mage like that right. I find really silly and um but i know that there's someone else in this podcast <laughs> someone, else. someone else in this podcast someone else that's in this podcast who does enjoy a little uh mage personality in this <laughs> just not just you know it's not me but it's someone it's not me but it's somebody else yeah i like 
I like that. Yeah, so I feel like you, you would like a dragon dick. I don't know if I would like a dragon dick. Um, I don't know. Okay, Maybe. describe your ultimate dildo. Like, I don't, I don't feel like... Okay, and I could be wrong, because I don't know what hanky-panky you're into all the time, but, like, I personally am not a huge sex toy person. I have them, and I have used them, but I have a hard time, like, reaching, like, orgasm or whatever with, like, sex toys, so it hasn't really been, like... I don't know. They sit in a drawer. I just feel like it, I don't use them very often. So, but if I buy a sex toy, it has to fulfill a few different, check check, check a few different boxes. One, it can't look scary. It has mm. to have like minimum, like it can have, or maximum, I guess, like maybe two buttons. Because if, if it's like a new technology thing, I don't want to do it. Like I don't want to update my like phone. Like the ones that have the rotating oh. balls on them. Have you seen like the little like, beads no it's too much around the and there's like yeah. too many settings there's too many things that like things no um and it's a flashlight yeah like I don't, you can see inside <laughs> of your body no i'm good and it has to look like artistic mm. like i like the lilu brand or whatever i like those they look they don't look like i'm pulling a giant penis out of my drawer it just looks like like a modern art Abstract piece yes shape that's yeah. what I like. It's called Lilo? Yeah, I think it's like L E L or Lilo. L E L O. L E L O. Yeah. <laughs> uh let's see here. Personal moisturizer? No. Ooh. Um Is it a dildo or a vibrator? These are mostly like I think they're I think well, all the ones I have Yeah, this oh, is Lilo. Lelo. Lelo. Yeah. It's like someone doesn't know how to spell yellow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. This looks nice. Yeah. They just look, they just look simple. Simple and, and good. And I guess all the ones I've ever used are vibrators as opposed to dildos. So, what about you? So, I don't like dildos. <laughs> I'm not really into like internal things like that's not what makes me feel good either like i i have tried i did go ahead and like really try to do the thing and i was like you know what i don't want to be like approved with my own body mm -hmm. i want to explore it i want to do like what feels good and there's certain things that maybe like for a long time i was really i don't know embarrassed oh totally judgmental of myself for even like thinking about trying it like mm -hmm. I don't know like where that came from I just think that I've always just kind of been like from a young age I was very intimidated by the idea of like my own body and like pleasure and stuff mm -hmm. and definitely as an adult I've been overcoming that uh in a lot of different ways and it's still a journey like there's still things that I'm like don't be judgmental on yourself for these things you know like you set these expectations of like what it means for you to look sexy or what it means for you to feel good or like things that you should do or shouldn't do and you know those are always things that we're managing but for a long time like I was like oh I don't want to use any sex toys and then finally when I was like no I'm going to explore it I just it just didn't just didn't do the trick I'm more of like an external person mm -hmm. don't really like just doesn't feel good maybe I'm doing it wrong but I don't know how to do it right. No, <laughs> I've, I, I've tried. I agree. It I just definitely feels, agree. feels off. It does not feel good. Yeah, I don't know. And I guess, like, that's one cool thing. There's, like, so many things for so many, like, people who, like, people who need different things. There's so many more, like, options yeah. than there used to be. But, no, I agree. I haven't really, like, had a ton of, like, luck with dildos. And I had a similar experience, like, feeling really weird about the idea of masturbating, feeling, like, embarrassed about it, like, embarrassed or mm -hmm. weird about talking about it. Like, yeah. not really even, like, doing it. Yeah. And then, like, same, being like, okay, I'm going to, like, try because, like, I should be more, like, Ugh. And then you try it and you're sitting in your bed and you're just like, is this right? Like, I is this good? Like, do I feel good? And then it's like, no, I don't. Yeah, so. and for me, like a like a static object, mm -hmm. like it's hard for me to get to a place where I feel that feels good. Yeah, like you know mentally, I mean? like you can kind of like mentally like yeah enter into that space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and 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 physically too like it just never like i don't know it just never feels good just doesn't doesn't do it you know maybe i need one of those little suction cup do it that also just feels like suction if yourself I do it if you, you know what i mean where you like suction into the floor and oh then, my oh god my no gosh. i don't want that yeah but that also the thing is like <laughs> If I'm doing something to myself, I want it to be minimal effort. Dude, there should be no effort put in. I agree. <laughs> like, because okay. That's yes. the reason. Like, I don't want to be doing squats in the shower or yeah, whatever. Exactly. And I also exactly. feel like, like, this is no shame. Like, by the way, like anybody who suction cups like dicks to their walls and stuff. Oh, like, yeah. Go more for power it. to you. Like, for real. Like, also, do what feels good to you. You like it. You have I a love lot it. of energy and, you know. Got to bang it out. But I imagine like you're suctioning it to the wall and you're just like on all fours you're like looking back like okay all right yep in position and you're just like trying to just get it on the floor you're like okay do it this way like and then I just view myself from like the outside and then feel like stop (laughs) that's enough and if it felt good then that's awesome but like I just know for me it'd be really hard to get there and like I said for me if I'm ever like if I'm sexually engaging myself I want it to be simple Mm -hmm. I want it to be like five seconds away from a nap what you you want is you want a need you want a bread you want a a baguette dildo you want quickly just get it out and and then you want to lay in bed and turn it to the other side maybe if uh, whatever and then just like have a little snack and then pass out. I feel you. If you're a nasty girl, you just eat the same side. Mm-hmm. If you're a clean girl, you turn it around. Yeah. There you go. Exactly. You do you with that exactly. baguette. I just think that like when when you're having sex with your partner, there's so much more things you have to do to like make sure you feel good, make sure they feel good. You're also like turning them on mentally and yourself on mentally. So maybe you're like pulling out more like tricks like oh let's try different positions let's try this let's try that blah 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 and i'm by myself i'm just like girl let's just chill and sometimes when i'm with someone i think that too I think you don't have to do anything <laughs> they're lu- they're lucky you're here and you're breathing this could be new for them you know i'm gonna take a nap where's my baguette <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna take a nap you let me know when you're done yeah i don't know sometimes like it's you take one for the team Mm -hmm. this is just for you and i'll pretend like i'm really enjoying it it's so silly well it's at the end of our dildo that's the end of our dildo talk um i feel like we covered a lot i think we did too we sang karaoke we talked about how you and I don't really like dildos and how we're both like really lazy in bed and no I'm just kidding (laughs) I'm just kidding (laughs) but we appreciate that now especially there's so many options for people to find pleasure with their bodies there's so many different types of stimulation you can play with and uh that's so good because as you can tell with us there's a million different ways that people find pleasure within their own body and for some people, they freaking love dildos. Yeah. And now they have 5 million types to choose from, from so many different types of materials and shapes and sizes and some that move around all crazy and have a million buttons and some that are just like a simple, you know, quartz rock mm-hmm. that they can just like meditate with it inside of them. So that's lovely. Well, that was a lovely dildo talk today, and uh, we'll be joining you listeners again soon in a couple weeks. In the meantime, to soothe your aching loins, you can find us on Instagram at Babes of Valhalla, and you can check us out on our website at babesofvalhalla.com, where we have a bunch of fun little things like a merchandise page yeah where you can get cool babes of valhalla shirts we've got a tote bag we got a coffee mug so if you want to support the podcast and uh, get yourself some cool space babe merch check it out we also have a share tab so if you guys have any 
uh, stories or anecdotes you want to share with us, you can always go and submit it there. You can just type it up and submit it. Or if you want to get interviewed, you can also reach out there and let us know that you want to be interviewed for the podcast. Um, you can also reach us at babesofvalhalla at gmail.com if you have, you know, more extensive comments you would like to submit. So we would love to hear from you. Okay. Just remember that every review you give us um, on whatever platform you listen to us helps other listeners just like you, you little pervert, to find us. We appreciate it. And uh, just, you know, share the word. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Write us a review wherever wherever you listen to us. And uh, Tell your mom. Tell, tell your, your mom. Grandma. Yeah, tell your grandma. Don't tell our moms, though. Not our moms. <laughs> just your own mom. <laughs> just your own mom. <laughs> All right. We would love to hear from you. So until next time. Stay nasty. Stay nasty. And buy yourself a dildo. Yeah, buy yourself a dildo. And tell us how it goes. I, I wish we could make like a dildo pun. Like, like buy yourself a dildo. You you know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. you, you know? Like some like rhyme. Like, what's a dildo rhyme? Like, what rhymes a dildo? Dildo, yildo, hildo. This is why we're not rappers either. Yeah, how about... Dill, don't worry about it. Ooh, ooh. How about, uh, I don't know. I have nothing. Babes of Valhalla is written and produced by the Babes of Valhalla, otherwise known as your illustrious lieges, Darby and Charlie. Music provided by the musical genius, Gemini Genesis. Dill, 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 dill,